You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Welcome back to Watching Friends. I'm Ryan. I want to show you my monkey. And I'm Mark. Now tell me, you want to caress my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back to our podcast. This is episode 15 of season one of Friends. Uh, the one with the stoned guy. Yeah, this one's going to be a good one. Um, it is. Before we get into it, though, uh, we've had uh, some very nice reviews on our podcast. So thank you. Uh, I want to read out one of them. Uh, so thank you, uh, Budolf Pumpkin. I hope I've said that right. Uh, for your review, uh, I hope they don't mind me reading this out. Uh, but they basically put it's a it's a good podcast. They enjoy listening to us. They think we've got great chemistry. So thumbs up from us. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the layout of the podcast is good. Uh, however, too many comments and facts are inaccurate, which as a super friends fan like me bugs me occasionally. And you know, I agree with this uh, because you know, whilst we are not the the truth bringers or fact nerds i guess we want this to have accurate facts in it yeah we're not an encyclopedia of friends but you know we want everything to be on point um exactly why this was great because we were both really excited oh my god we got something wrong someone tell us yes because we need to know we're the kind of nerds that want to know when we were incorrect so so yeah so correct if if we say something wrong or even if you disagree with our opinion on things tell us uh, we'll have Ryan's correction corners because I think uh, he, he's prone for these corrections, such as telling us there's 15 episodes in Friends. Seasons. Seasons, Se- seasons sorry. <laughs> seasons. seasons. I did seasons. say there's 15 There seasons. we go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you can write to us at uh, the website, watchingfriends.com. There's a little contact form there. And if you do use social media like Twitter and Facebook, you can contact us at watchfriendspod on both of them. Uh, yeah, call us out. Tell us where we got wrong and we will read out your corrections. Um, but no, thank you for the review. The, these cri- like criticisms or critiques or whatever you want to call them uh, really do help us to hopefully make the show better for you. Yeah, always enjoyed the feedback. I mean, it may get to the point where Ryan's correction corner becomes an entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, could be fun too. Exactly. Uh, they also gave us a, a cool fact here. Uh, since we were wondering about the Toronto Blue Jays cap in the show uh, that appears a few times in the beginning, um, it's actually because like the Blue Jays around that time won the World Series back-to-back at the time. And Matthew Perry grew up, as a, uh, grew up in Ontario and is a huge sports fan. So... There's the reference there. So thank you so much for that fact. Yeah, I love that fact. I mean, it's sports related. Yeah. I was like, yes, go sports. So, and same, same with facts. If you've got a cool fact that you think we should know, tell us. Uh, and if it relates to an episode, we'll probably put it in there. Even better, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for your review. Uh, please do leave us a review once you've listened to this episode. You can do that on Apple Podcasts and all the other ones. Uh, you know, five stars all the way, but you know, tell us where we're wrong as well. It's, yeah. uh, it's important so we can be better. And tell us where we were right as well. You know? <laughs> yeah, Ryan's head is not big enough. No, my, my, my fragile ego can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both Chandler. I think we've, we've decided, aren't we? Yes, I guess. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I guess we should get on with the episode then. Yeah, after, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, as always, we open it. Or say always. Feels like we always open in Central Park to the point where we don't start an episode of Central Park. I noticed that we're not in Central Park. Yep. You know, it's like, what? We're not in the place we're always in? No. But this episode does open in Central Park. Um, Rachel passes Monica her drink and the rest of the gang, but the crucial one is Monica getting a hot cider. Which is a weird thing to get unless it's um, 
you know, nearer Christmas time, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not entirely... Why would you have warm cider? Just We, we have, like, uh, warm... We have, like, mulled wine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But hot cider, like, ciders are typically refreshing, cold, alcoholic drink in the UK, at the very least. Yeah, it's just a weird thing to to kind of bring to the front of this. Like, they could have had any drink. They're in a coffee shop. Yeah. I would not have had a hot cider in a coffee shop. And because Americans tend to be quite delicate about the time of day you're allowed to drink, I was kind yeah. of like, what, what time is it? Is it Monica Day drinking? What, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but even weirder thing was the fact that it didn't have a cinnamon stick in. It had <laughs> a pencil. Of course. Why yeah. did it have a pencil, Ryan? Because Rachel had got mixed up. <laughs> of course. How is she still so bad at her job? It's yeah. been months. I, I mean, this is the whole point of Rachel, isn't it? That she's just a terrible waitress. And I, and I guess, you know, this is... I'm not going to say foretell, and that's the wrong word, but basically they, they kind of want to show you that she's a terrible waitress because this comes back later on in the episode it where does. where it's mentioned in a big way. So if you've like just come into the show or you've not really been paying attention, like I guess they need to show she's terrible at her job. I guess that makes sense from an episodic structure kind of way. But to my mind, I'm like, oh my God, Rachel, you've been doing this job for months and months at this point. Like, Surely you're at least somewhat competent now. Well, she should be fired by now, but the, the boss wants to... Keep, like he's even said to her, like how terrible of a waitress she is, and has taken money out of her for dropping cups on the floor. Like by this point, you'd be like, "Nah, sorry, it's, it's not working out." Now, like, what's his motivation? Why are you, why are you keeping mm. Rachel there? Mm. I wonder why. Because <laughs> at this point, it's not even Gunther, is it? <laughs> no, no, so, it's not. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's there's one reason or two reasons for him. Oh, why do we always go down these dark tangents? <laughs> because it's friends. <laughs> Everyone knows about the nipples. That's all we talk about, isn't it? That's all we talk <laughs> okay. about. It is often brought up when I talk to people that haven't watched the show. They're like, oh, I know it was popular in nipples. And I'm yeah. like, what, really? You're not, <laughs> yeah. like, not going to give me any kind of quote. Not even how you do it. I'm going to yeah. get nipples. It's just nipples, yeah. But what well, it is. It is what it is. But after we finish at the coffee shop, we head back to Chandler's tiny cubicle. That yeah. Blue Jay hat is still there. Yep, which we've just mentioned. Yeah, so, so perfect timing perfect for this time. factoid. Yeah, and then Miss Tedlock, uh, she comes over, and I assume she's some kind of secretary. We don't find out. She's just delivering a message to Chandler. And then he pays a very odd compliment about her sleeve length. Which... <laughs> well, she's she's not played as an attractive lady. Like it's almost like a school school librarian lady, isn't it? Yeah, like a head teachery yeah. type, like disciplinarian. But it was just an odd compliment to pay someone in general. Like, oh, what's a very flattering? It's an odd thing to say. I, I guess at the same time, like it's it's non sexual. So it's like, oh, how can I compliment her when you know he's obviously not trying to find her attractive or compliment her in that way. So he's gone weird with it. It just gave me a sense that like she's seeing her as normally not a good thing. Like if you're getting a message delivered by her, you're probably in some sort of trouble. Yeah. Um, which is definitely what Chandler thinks because she's told that uh, Mr. Kostelik, if I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, would like to see Chandler at the end of the day. Um, and he immediately panics. And like, if this is about the prank memos, it was nothing to do with me. Well, he tries to hide joke materials. Yeah, but everyone's had this at a job. And I think bosses find it funny whether like, can you come and see me in my office? And you're like, oh, I only go there for bad things. Like, yep. don't don't phrase it that way. Just go, hey, do you want to have a chat? I've got some cool stuff to tell you. Like, make it sound interesting, not like I am being told off. Yep, I've only ever had one job where being asked to speak to the boss in the day has been neutral. Like, I don't immediately think doom when I hear it, but you are right. Nearly every job I've ever had, it has been, oh, the boss wants to see you. And immediately you're like, uh oh, and your <laughs> yeah. brain just thought, what have I done wrong or not done properly or been lazy about? Or what could I be in trouble for? Think of a reason. And you just start running panic mode yeah. in your head. And and I think they enjoy it. Maybe it's a power trip thing because they'll sit you down and they won't immediately dispel this like myth. They're just like, so Ryan, you know how you was at work today? Like, yes. 
Like, you got a promotion. You was amazing. Customer loved you. Like, don't I, do that. I developed a system for this over my many years of taking jokes too far or being late. <laughs> it would be, okay, cool. And I will walk into the office. And before I sit down, I'll be like, Bosh, you want a cup of tea? And I just immediately start the conversation. I'm like, a, that's this almost like I'm in charge of the conversation at this point. That's, like, a, good, that's a good tactic. Like, I will make you a tea. Fantastic. How have you been? You good? Yeah. And I just start asking the boss how they've been. Because I'm like, right, I'm immediately going to derail what you're trying to do here. Have you been fired after making them a tea? No. Okay. Not once. In fact, the only time I was fired, I don't think I made tea because you didn't drink tea. So yeah, it worked. Okay. Clearly my system works. <laughs> but it was just a, I think it's a psychological thing if you go in there and they're expecting to be like, I'm in charge and I'm the boss and mm. I will dictate this conversation, even if it's a good one. And I just walk in. But no, I'll make you tea and ask you questions about your dog. And then... I'd, I'd like this. This is a good tactic. They still get back to what they want to talk about in the end. But by that point, you're having a casual conversation and whatever, like, kind of, I guess, in Augusta, they've had to build up yeah. to give you bad news is kind of gone. And it just gets lessened a bit. And if it's good news, even better. Well, yeah, if it's good news, you're having a cup of tea as well. So <laughs> <laughs> It's win-win. But yeah, I think it's an awful thing to do. You are right. But, it uh, is. Chandler then goes back to the cover shop, tells the guys what his boss wanted to see him about, and then we've got our first clip of the episode. What is that? So, it's a typical day at work. I'm in putting my numbers, and Big Al calls me into his office and tells me he wants to make me processing supervisor. That is great. So... I quit. Why? 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 This was supposed to be a temp job. Yeah, Chandler, you've been there for five years. If I took this promotion, it would be like admitting that this is what I actually do. So was it a lot more money? It doesn't matter. I just don't want to be one of those guys that's in his office until 12 o'clock at night worrying about the weenus. The, the weenus? Weekly estimated net usage systems. It's a processing term. <laughs> Oh, that weenus. Do you write worry about your weenus every night? <laughs> I, the second time we watched this episode and heard weenus, I was like, right, this is going to be Mark's favourite <laughs> part of the episode and we're going to be having weenus jokes for, for a week. Um, I mean... As, as, well, as soon as he says says the word and when it's for you, you're like, oh, it sounds so boring. Like, why are you worried about it? It, it, it just sounds kind of made up in, in the sense, like, the numbers are wrong. Okay, we just change some numbers then, like... Whereas if she was like, oh, you know, the, the shipment's not gone out. Like, that feels more physical and to be concerned about. Yeah, you can relate to it somewhat. Yes. Um, although I do know that apparently Weenus doesn't stand for Weekly Estimated Net Usage System. It stands for Weekly Estimated Net Usage Statistics. And they do change that in the next episode. They do. They, they do. get it right. Uh, but I, I kind of hate all these acronyms for things. I, I've had jobs where they've had all these things. I'm just like, uh, uh, it just sounds, sounds annoying when you say it. Like, I'd rather say the whole long sentence of what you're saying than this weird acronym. For me, it's proactive. Like if a manager or supervisor ever tells me to proactive, I just pretend I don't know what the phrase means because it's nonsense. Or, or just say, just call it the when usage system or statistics or whatever, right? Just don't call it weenus. Clearly, clearly, the writers like this, and we'll, we'll come back to this joke at a later point. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're going to make weenus jokes for the rest of the week. Yeah. You ask me how my weenus is doing. Weenus. Like, <laughs> You're a weenus then. Like, it's, we'll just do it all day now. Yeah. Hang, hang on. Uh, Rachel does this to her doctor, doesn't she? I don't. I forget what his surname is, but no, it's, it's, it's not weenus, is it? I can't remember. So, so, but she calls him and is like, weenus, weenus. Like, because he's annoyed because she keeps on calling him. Oh, okay. this, this is very late right. in... in series so we'll get we'll get to that in about four years time my like 
I guess, like, temporal memory of Friends is awful because there's so many episodes that are coming up this season that I'm convinced are, like, season six in my head. Especially this episode. I thought this episode was much later in the run of Friends than it actually is. Yeah, most shows, the first series is quite rough. And second and third one is where they start finding their, their footing and, and jokes speed up and there's a lot, a lot less dead air. But Friends, straight to the point. Like, you know, first episode, you could say, is a bit wonky. And then second, third... It's off, yeah, and it and it just feels natural and same as always. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I probably wouldn't really say Friends has a low point. There's no. definitely parts of the like the show overall where I like the episodes in as it Barbados. I'm uh, just like, ugh. yeah. Like, I still like them, but the other ones I'm like, yeah, come on, let's get through them. Um, just because I've I think I've just seen them too many times. Yeah, there's always you know I'd sit down and they were always on Channel Four or E4 in the UK growing up so you'd be like oh it's that episode again and they always happen to be the ones i would catch but you you look at the simpsons and everyone goes oh season one's all right but maybe start with season two or three like and that's the same for most shows but friends no season one you can start with easily yeah, and, it, and it's great still great and then uh anyway he sits down and obviously chandler is now in need of a job uh, and when phoebe pops up to tell chandler that her friend steve is opening a restaurant and needs a head chef this is just phoebe being weird isn't it <laughs> it is phoebe being weird but at the same time, she kind of justifies herself quite well in a second. Because naturally, when Monica hears, oh, he needs a head chef, she pipes up. Um, and Phoebe just really sweetly explains that, of course, she thought of Monica first. But Chandler's the one that needs a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just reminds me why I love Phoebe. Because she's so sweet. And she's like, well, obviously, Monica, but you don't need a job. And he's in need. So you have to you know, forget about it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just adorable. And I really liked it. Um, but, but, you know, Chan- Chandler can't see himself in the big white hat, can he? He can't. I mean, could you? I mean, I probably wouldn't want to eat anything Chandler had made. But he's a cereal snacker. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just no. And uh, yeah, you can't see yourself in the big red hat, and then big red hat, big white hat, um, and then essentially Phoebe turns to Monica and gives Monica a bit of, you know, okay, maybe you should talk to Steve. Yeah. Uh, and let's move on to our next clip of the episode. Can you see my nipples through this shirt? <laughs> no. But don't worry, I'm sure they're still there. <laughs> so where are you going, Mr. Sooty Man? Well, I have an appointment to see Dr. Robert Pillman, career counselor, a go-go. I added the a go-go. Career counselor? Hey, you guys all know what you want to do. I don't. Hey, you guys in the living room all know what you want to do. <laughs> you know, you have goals, you have dreams. I don't have a dream. Uh, the lesser known, I don't have a dream speech. <laughs> oh, I love my life. I love my life. A Brian song. <laughs> the meeting with that guy went great. So great. He showed me where the restaurant's going to be. It's, it's, it's this cute little place on 10th Street. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's just right. Was it formerly owned by a blonde woman and some bears? <laughs> so anyway, I'm cooking dinner for him Monday night, you know, kind of like an audition. And Phoebe, he really wants you to be here, which would be great for me because then you can ooh and ah and make yummy noises. What are you going to make? Yummy noises? I... Well, they couldn't see through his shirt. Well, because if they could, they would be like, what is that? Is that a third nipple? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> is that a nubbin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, godless counters are a strange thing because there's something you hear about a lot in American TV, especially mm. ones that are set in high schools. Mm. Um I remember vaguely there being like a careers person at my secondary school I could go talk to, but they weren't there to 
judge you and tell you where you should work. It was more of a, what do you want to do? And we'll tell you how you get to doing that. Yeah, we had that at the end of year six. So when you're like 16, you, you get talked to a, a career person. They're like, what do you want to do? Like, what, do you, what are you going to do after school, basically? Yeah. And generally it's, I'm going to college. What are you going to do that? Uh, stuff. And like, they might guide you and go, well, actually, maybe you shouldn't do maths because you failed all your GCSE maths or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally it's like, you tell us what you want to do and we'll go, yes, you should do that. The idea of me filling out some kind of standardised form and then that predicting what I'm supposed to do, otherwise I would immediately rebel against it. What, so it'd be like, do you A, like flowers, or B, cement? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get to like, you should be a florist. I'd be yeah. like, don't want to be. Yeah. The second the random test told me I would have to be, I'll, no, why would I be a florist? I don't want to be. Yep. Nothing wrong with being a florist. I just, I guarantee once some, especially as a teenager, once some authority figure had told me our test and our rule will say that you should be this. I'd immediately want to be that least in the world. Yeah. So. And, it, and it's got to be depressing if they're like, you are going to be a sales assistant. You'd yeah. be like, oh, so that's as high as I'm going to be, is it? And that could be very demoralizing. Yeah, there's an episode of Buffy where she goes for a careers fair. Yeah. And she's like sick of like kind of being the slayer and protecting people and helping. And her perfect career turns out to be one in law enforcement or corrections yeah. and she's like oh and it's just like i like the idea that these tests are that accurate but no one ever like, I wonder you, people... you know they wouldn't be we've all done the tests on facebook to see if we're a panda or, or whatever right i'm and... hard probably i, I <laughs> yeah. can relate to a panda to be fair fussy falls yeah. over a lot yeah we, we've all done and uh, there was actually one company worked where they gave us a psychology test that we could do just for fun i can't i can't remember what it was for but it basically would tell you like sort of what personality type you are. And it's like, I can see where this is going because the questions are not nuanced enough. No. Because it would be like, you know, do you disagree or agree with this? And you're like, well, I kind of don't disagree and I don't agree with it, but I probably more agree than disagree, but not 100%. Yeah, you have to force yourself to fit the answers. Yes. And then you get a result and you're like, well, I could have guessed that from just the answers there alone. Yeah. It's just odd. But still, but there's something else in that little clip where Monica tells the guy she's making dinner for Steve on Monday night and that he insists that Phoebe's got to be there for some reason. Yeah. And Phoebe's going to make yummy noises. Yeah. This is weird to me. Why is that? Because you're applying for a job and then you're not boss yet is coming over to try your food. No, I, I kind of get it. So like as a graphic designer, I've had to do art tests, which has meant I go to like their place and they'll be like, right, sit down for now and do some art. And you're like... This is really difficult because this PC isn't set up how I'd expect it to be. Uh, I don't really know what I'm doing because, like, you've just sprung this on me and, you know, you want this done in an hour in an uncomfortable environment and stuff like that. So for her, I kind of get it. It's like, I want you to make me some food, but you probably wouldn't do it at your house. You'd probably be like, hey, you're in the restaurant. Here's, here's your kitchen. Take as long as you need to make me eat the food because like the timing is is not important it's what if it tastes good right yeah well that's and, why i find it so weird because it's in monica's home right if like i know they haven't got the restaurant yet but surely he could have found a kitchen to use yeah um or we already know that monica currently works at a restaurant just be like come have the food i make at my restaurant that would be a bit awkward well you don't tell them you're applying for a new job <laughs> you just be like right i'm making the food tonight pick some off our menu and that's what you'll get yeah Although, I suppose she's supposed to be helping design the menu, so it makes a little bit more sense. Because then, then we go down the whole Rachel thing of, like, that's my boss. And they're like, Hugo boss? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't, don't really want to go down that route, do we? But no, I'd be really uncomfortable being like, hello, boss, come to my house. But then it is her dream job. I'm yeah. sure if I was offered my dream job, I'd be willing to have it be a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wondering what your dream job is, and I feel like we don't want to hear it. 
it's perfectly respectable. Okay. But, you know, I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. It's nothing weird. Okay. It'll just be writing at certain places. Oh, okay. Not not a butt double then. No, not a butt double. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be Al Pacino's butt or anyone else's butt for that matter. No, I've got my own butt to need a butt double. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> like someone's going to be writing Perro's butt. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> Uh, but then Ross chimes in out of nowhere to be honest like there's a whole conversation that's not really involving Ross yep. and I always forgot he was in the scene but he chimes in and asks if there's anyone who knows a good date place in the neighbourhood and he said that and my brain went ugh dating's the worst yeah he, he's clearly like hey guys I want to talk about me right now because he's Ross like I'm, I'm pretty down on Ross most of the time but I feel like these last couple episodes it just kind of brings out the worst in him well he lives close by yeah. Like, it's not like Ross lives in a different borough or in Jersey. Like, he lives close by to the gang anyway, and he's always there. And yeah. he's always, it's like, surely Ross knows the neighbourhood. Like, immediately, you know, blocks are pretty big, and it's, you know, I, the question itself isn't a bad question, but I'm just kind of like, it, like you said, it does kind of seem like he's like, no one's talking to me. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm bored of this conversation now. Let, let's, let's change it around to saying that interests me. But it just reminded me how awkward first dates can be. Um, there's this weird, especially as you get older, there's this weird kind of air of sophistication that needs to be at the day. Like, you need to go to a restaurant, but it can't be, you know, Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nando's is fine for a first day. See, I like... Okay, okay, let's, let's have a slight tangent. We need to explain what Nando's is for our American followers, because they do not know the wonders of Nando's. No, there is, there is a Nando's. It's in Chicago? Uh, there might be Nando's, one in New York. Oh, is that? I okay. think it's in Brooklyn. So, so Nando's is take take McDonald's or Five Guys, right? And slightly go up in terms of like value and kind of quality from there, but not so high that it's a proper restaurant. So it's still kind of cheap, but it's not fast food, and and it's just chicken that's spicy. Yeah, it's just spicy chicken, pro pro chicken. So, so it's a it's a perfect first date for like we don't want to do something fancy like a proper restaurant. But it's got to be better than KFC or McDonald's. Like, in my head, because I'm in my 30s and I'm going on dates, it has to be slightly posher. Like, right. you can get away going to Nando's in a nerd t-shirt and jeans. But my head thinks that a first date should be somewhere where I've got to wear, like, a shirt and a tie. Oh, okay. Because in my head, I'm old, and that's how old <laughs> people date, and that's what we're supposed to do. Which is not what my most recent first date was. I went to the bloody ice rink. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I, I think it depends, right? Because some people will be like, well, if you're, not, if you're not having an expensive date and you're not paying for the meal, then you're cheap and not worth it. It's like, well, it works the other way too, right? So if they're happy with Nando's, I'm happy with Nando's. It's fine. I mean, I get teased all the time because all I eat is basically chicken. Yeah. So I, like- I, I think Nando's is fine for a first date because it's, it's not... No expectations, because it's not fancy enough, but it's not so cheap that people go, oh, he took me to, to McDonald's and got me a 99p burger. Yeah, fair. I had to buy my own fries. I don't know. Maybe I'm just projecting my own like old man insecurities onto <laughs> yeah. the dating scene. I don't know. But in my head, yeah, it, it's just awkward. Okay. But you've been in a relationship for God knows how long now, so you don't know. You don't know the world of dating. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Joey, because, you know, as you always say, Mark, he's the nicest friend. He's got a suggestion for Ross, and he suggests Tony's, because if you can finish a 32-ounce steak, it's free. But, yeah, this is classic Joey of, like, I can take her somewhere nice, and I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. But that's a that's a big steak, right? That is a big steak. I, I don't think he could finish it. Look, I can I can wolf down a 12-ounce steak um, and not really worry about it. 
but a 32 ounce steak is just mind. I've, I've never seen one. I, I, I get bored of steaks after a while just because it's very samey. So like a 32 ounce steak. It's a lot of steak. Yeah, you'd, you'd need something to like kind of spice it up halfway through to be like, I'm having something different, right? I mean, we, ne- we don't really have things like this in the UK. I've only known of one like restaurant food challenges, in our yeah. city where they had it, and it was it was a steakhouse with a... I don't know how big the steak was. Plus, it wasn't in ounces. It was in grams. At the same time, like, is your date going to be impressed as you're there going, stuffing down a 32-ounce steak? And, you know, okay, you win it for free, but she's not going to be impressed that you've done that. It's going to look a bit gross. Plus, how are you going to like, move and function? Well, afterwards, Joey's not going to be able to... Uh, you know, show off his other skills because he's going to need some time to relax, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just crazy to me. 32 ounce steak is a lot of steak. Yep. Um, but, but Ross isn't overly thrilled about the suggestion and asks, you know, other suggestions. Um, but the girls are more concerned about who's the date with and not where is he going. Well, I would be as well, right? Well, that's the big one. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, who's your date with? Um, but then I find out it's the bug lady. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel puts on this really it's it's so it's so brilliantly yes. weird. And Ross insists that she's not the bug lady. She's a curator every insects at the museum. She's the bug lady. She's called like Celia. But she's the bug lady, the same way Ross's dinosaur guy. Yep. Like you just sum up who's saying curator of insects at the museum? Like you're just a mouthful. Just no. bug lady. But th- this is Rachel coming out and you know being a bit more Chandler, which you've had issues with in the last few episodes, where you're like, this doesn't sound like a Rachel joke. But actually, there's quite a few episodes now where Rachel like really comes out with things, getting some good good lines in. She does, yeah. But this 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 sounds Rachelly though, because this is teasing and like jabbing. Like if this was really sarcastic and cutting, I'd still be like, no, it's this should be a Chandler line. But because of the format of this joke, um, it's you know it's very Rachel. But also, this seems like quite a a serious date for Ross. Like his, his other one, I guess it's one, isn't it, at this point? Yeah. Just kind of felt like nothing. But this one is like, oh, actually, like he's, he's over, you know, Rachel and Carol and everyone else, right? It seems like, oh, I'm going on a date with the bug lady for, from work. Like, Yeah, and you can establish from the fact that, you know, Phoebe and Rachel are both aware of bug lady, that he's clearly mentioned bug lady before. Yeah. Which... Feels weird, but it isn't because when you've got a crush on someone, you talk about them. Yeah, it's just in my head, it's somehow weird. Again, because age, Ross's age, I'm like, well, you talk about a girl like Ross grew up, but well, yeah, because you know, he, he replies of like where he's going, he's gonna take for dinner and take him back to his to his place and maybe introduce her to a, to his monkey, which you know is a funny line. Yeah, and, and great wordplay on it, and obviously he doesn't mean what you f- might think he means. He means his monkey Marcel. Yeah, imagine if this is your first episode of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why is he calling that a monkey? Well, Friends is quite sexual, so it, it makes sense. It does. Still. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't say that to him. I wouldn't be like, have, have these high expectations of bringing them back to my place. I'd be like, we'll go for dinner, see what happens. Yeah, Ross is very confident at this point. Yeah, because once like you assume that she's back at his place, well, it's going to go somewhere, right? She's not going to come back for, for coffee or, or what did you have? Noodles? Pasta. <laughs> Pasta. Pasta. <laughs> yeah, I know you mean like it is. I mean, you know, again, you can hope the date goes that way, but I mean, I guess technically that is his plan. Like it may not get there. But yeah, but I think that's overly confident, isn't it? Yeah, it's not something I'd be assuming. No. I mean, I'd have tied it up just in case. Don't I, get me wrong. Miracles happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I guess actually, though, he does know her from work, so he's probably had lots of interactions. So they're, they're probably kind of closest friends, at least. So may, maybe the expectation is like, hey, we can hang out more. Even if it's like a bad like dinner, we can still hang out because we know each other rather than a first date where you'd be like, that was terrible for dinner. I'm definitely not going back to theirs for anything more. No, true. 
But then Joey explains that Marcel, the monkey, is a chick magnet. And apparently one look at Marcel's furry little face is going to steal the deal. Really? I mean, it's cool. Like, you'd be like, cool, you got a monkey. That's awesome. As long as it stays away from me and I don't have to go near it. Well, I like animals. And for the most part, I can't think of a pet you could have that would make me leave your house. It's not going to enhance your chances of, you know. No, if, if your slobbery dog starts coming over to me, I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, like, yeah, if I, you know, I find you more attractive now. Like, to be fair, I'm going to go cool dog. If I've gone back to your house, there's probably not much you could do to put me off at that point. <laughs> like, like, once you've got me from the door and the cow's on, I'm probably yours for the evening. But, like, there still wouldn't be a pet that would make me go, oh, no, I'm not staying, or, oh, I'm definitely staying. No. It would, you know, there are bonuses. Oh, oh, yeah, you'd go, that's a cool pet, but I don't think it would swing it either way. No, just below, it's a pet. I mean, I suppose people are excited. Like, I had pet rats, and people always find them weird pets. So I was always, you know, whether it was, you know, friends, family, or whoever coming around the house. I guess that might be different, actually. So, like, if you've got a fear of rats or spiders or something, the last thing you really want is someone going, look at my spider! Oh, I would. I'd be like, you'd walk <laughs> through the door, and the rats would be on my hands, and I'm like, look, they're cute! <laughs> and you're like, get away from me now. Look, it's cute! Yeah, I think you need to, to judge your audience there. Well, that's the best way to find out. I mean, let's face it. If they don't like rats, we're not going to get on very well. No, I know. I guess. Yeah, I guess. There's guess no point right. in getting comfortable because you ain't staying. <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle my pet rats. You're not stopping. Uh, but then we cut to Ross's date. And that monkey that's supposed to be sealing the deal isn't so much sealing the deal as hanging off of Cecilia. Cecilia? Yeah, Cecilia's head. Yeah. Must say, Cecilia's a much better name. Just <laughs> yeah, you're just singing it. the song, aren't you, Cecilia? Cecilia. Yeah, just Bug Lady. Yeah. There we go. We'll go with Phoebes <laughs> and Rachel and call her Bug Lady. Uh, but it looks like Joe was wrong. Did he yeah. not seal the deal? No. I mean, you, if you've got long hair, like, yeah, that's the worst, is having an animal trapped in it or anything trapped <laughs> in it, right? <laughs> what is that based on? When well, have well, you ever had long hair? I've not had long hair, but I know many people where, like, things like that happen. Like, if you've ever had, like, a bird land on you, and you're like, oh, my God, it's in my hair, it's doing stuff. Like That's fair. That, like, that's my thinking of it. It's like, so if it's on your shoulder, that's fine. But if it's, like, trapped in your hair... Okay, I just I had this mental image of you in like a really long wig, just like running through the safari park with bats in your hair. Okay, okay. <laughs> no. What is no. going on? Although, although I know I know quite a few women who uh, do not like bats because they're like it's going to get in my hair, and it's like no, it's a bat. Bats are smart; they know how to avoid you. Yeah. Until that one time, it probably happens, right? I went to, in fact, it was the safari park. I have long hair, in case you don't know, listeners, um, and I've got a beard as well. And we went to the safari park and there's a weird like tropical bird enclosure you can walk through and they'll give you like nectar and stuff and you hold these little cups of nectar and the birds yeah. will fly around and sit on you and sometimes poop on you and some very bright green tropical bird sat on my shoulder and just decided ah i'll groom his face and <laughs> <laughs> just sat there for about five minutes just fixing my beard and i was like what the hell this is and this like woman who works there was like that's so amazing he's grooming your beard like I've, 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 either that's telling you something or you need a bird that grooms your beard every morning <laughs> but I, mean, I was honestly just stood there for like five minutes while this bird was like fix the beard fix the beard and then eventually it toddled away it, it's quite a Big beards. There might be quite a few crumbs in there that we don't see. I don't get that close to you. I was like, what, what does this bird want? What is he expecting <laughs> to find? It was cute. Like, it was a very nice moment to have with this random tropical bird. I, I'm hoping you came out with, like, a twirly moustache or something. <laughs> yeah, like, just, like, really sassy bird in yeah. Like, he looks awful. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> just swoops on that. But anyway, back to friends. <laughs> my, me and my tangents. Uh, we're back at the apartment, and Monica is testing out dishes on Joey. Um... Yeah, which, well... Well, I think you should play the clip first. Play the clip first. Yeah. All right, we'll play the clip first and see what's going on, and I'll describe afterwards. Mm. Come on. 
Yeah? Is it better than the other salmon mousse? It's creamier. Yeah? Well, is that better? I don't know. We're talking about whipped fish, Monica. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm keeping it down, you know? <laughs> Eight and a half hours of aptitude tests, intelligence tests, personality tests, and what do I learn? You were ideally suited for a career in data processing for a large multinational corporation. That's so great, because you already know how to do that. Can you believe it? I mean, don't I seem like somebody who should be doing something really cool? You know, I just always pictured myself doing something... something. Chandler, I know, I know. Oh, hey. You can't see your nipples through this shirt. Okay, I'm going to jump in here before you have anything to say. I need to talk about salmon mousse. The idea of it is like, oh, it's, it's a mousse. It's like, it's like a yogurt, isn't it? It's all pink and moussey. That should be, you should just be able to like eat that quite easily and not be a problem. No, it tastes like salmon and it's like a liquid almost. And that's kind of gross. Well, yeah, I mean, I've mentioned before when I had asparagus mousse at yeah. a restaurant. And like, I wrote in my notes, like, what is with moosing of things? Like, no, I can chew. I've got teeth. I don't need... Oh, I don't know. Chocolate, chocolate mousse is good. That's a dessert. That's different. You <laughs> okay. don't, like, if it would ordinarily be like a main course, like, no one goes, oh, would you like this sirloin mousse? <laughs> like, it doesn't, doesn't... Well, yeah, I, I guess if you, if you could imagine an elderly person with no teeth eating it, it's probably not good enough for you. Yeah, it just, to me, it's just a way of kind of like food people being fancy for the sake of being yeah. like, oh, look, I changed the form you eat this in, even though it's the same food. So I, I'm a little bit of a picky eater, and that is sometimes like my issue with food is like the, the texture of it mm -hmm. and probably the expectation. So like if you have a burger and it is the right consistency, it's great. If it's really soggy and undercooked and so, like, oh, no, this is not what I expect. This is gross. Like it, it has to have like the... I wouldn't say the crispiness to it, but you know, certain things have to have like the right feel. Same way if you do eat like a yogurt and you bite down on it and there's a crunch and you're like, whoa, what was that? I wasn't expecting crunchiness in this. Like, expectations, right? That's fair. I mean, yeah, just you don't need to move food. No. It's just, what I did find funny is we found a food that Joey doesn't seem to like. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm just trying to keep it down. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but you're Joey. You eat anything <laughs> you eat everything. and everything. It's just strange. Um, but, you know, Rachel did notice Chana's nipples, so, you know, she's got to see his nipples. I mean, yeah, she, I guess, you know, she's, a bit, she's the peeping Tom now. Yes, she is. <laughs> I, I, I think they should turn it around and Chana should find her in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's actually seen enough of her nipples to last quite a while. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what I've about this is when Chandler gets back in and he's all upset that after eight and a half hours, wow, that guy earns his money. They chap you at the counsellor. That's impressive. Oh, I'd be bored after like an hour. Like, why does it take so long? Do you think he's just like a room full of people and he just gives them the tests and he just sort of sits there like a teacher? Probably sounds because great, right? Eight and a half hours with one person is going to be a long day. Yeah. And then, and then you know, quick quick look on the internet. Uh, okay, uh, random. Uh, data processing, that sounds good for you. That's a... Yeah, no. But I do love that Phoebe saw. That's so great. You already know how to do that. Yeah. And this, I mean, not that I never liked, didn't like Phoebe, but this episode all the way through, Phoebe is just amazing. And she's just, she's sweet, even more. She's sweet just and nice, isn't she? She's positive. very positive. Yeah. yeah, she's just like, yeah, yeah, aren't I great? And it's like, yes, Phoebe, you go. But Chandler thinks he should be doing something cool. He's the only person on the planet that thinks Chandler looks like he should have a cool job. Oh no, we all want to have a cool job, right? So, so when when you meet new people. And they ask you what you're doing. 
the first thing you want to say is lion tamer. Like you want to have something that sounds cool and interesting. You don't want to be like, oh, I do office work or whatever. Well, no, I get the desire to have a cool job. Yeah. But Chandler thinks he looks like someone that should have a cool job. No, he doesn't. No. He no, looks no, like he right. should work in an office doing data processing. Like he, he doesn't even look like he should be a pilot or anything, right? No, just, just <laughs> in the nicest possible way. He looks like a kind of your nine to five type. He should work in IT. Yeah, he's basically. wearing immediately he's wearing a shirt and a tie. But yeah, I don't think he looks like he should have a cool job at all. No, you couldn't imagine him being at like Disney World as a as a character or an actor there or whatever, right? No, we were like, if he's like, oh, I'm a total artist, he'd be like, oh, are you like, you yeah. know what I mean? Just no. no, I don't think he should have a cool job. Um, but on the phone rings. It's Wendy. We don't know who Wendy is. No, we never learn who she is, don't, really, do we? One of these random people that the gang know that we just never hear anymore about. But Wendy's on the phone. Who's Wendy and why is she calling? And what's she getting $10 an hour for, Mark? Well, she's going to waitress for uh, Monica uh, because, you know, the, the restaurant guy is going to come over to try some food. She needs a waitress to help her for some reason. Don't we already know a waitress? I think we've got a clip of a waitress. Yeah, I think we should find out Have who that waitress is. Hello? Oh, hi, Wendy. Yeah, 8 o'clock. What, what do we say, $10 an hour? Okay, great. All right, I'll see you then. Bye. $10 an hour for what? Oh, I asked one of the waitresses at work if she'd help me out. Waitressing? Uh-oh. <laughs> of course I thought of you. But... But... But, but... <laughs> but... You see, it just this night has to go just perfect, you know, and, and well, Wendy's more of a professional waitress. Oh, I see. Yes, and I've sort of been maintaining my amateur status so that I can waitress in the Olympics. Bam. Rachel, sarcasm joke. Again, I'm yeah. like, Rachel's snarky <laughs> starts coming out. But this, this line's great. I love it. I, at $10 an hour, though, like in 94 money, I feel like that was pretty good going. Yeah, like I don't know what the American or well, they have a minimum wage, do they? They have all not for of, waitresses and stuff, no. no. But, but obviously, she's not going to get tips at this one, is she? No, she's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, ten dollars an hour sounds sounds pretty high back then. Um, but you know, it's it's tough. Like you you do have this with friends where you're like, I've hired someone and paid them money, and they're like, but I can do it. It's like, yeah, but you're not good enough. And this person I don't know, and they probably are better. Yeah, I mean, what I like about this part is that Monica clearly tries to think of a lie and yeah. some kind of excuse. <laughs> and she doesn't, she just tells Rachel the truth. Mm. And I understand emotionally why Rachel might be upset because, you know. Well, Monica basically wants to go, you're a waitress of a coffee house. This is a, a restaurant. Yeah, if, if Monica was smart, she'd have been like, it's a different kind of waitress in food ways and it's different to a coffee shop. That's why I asked the girl. For I, I think that's condescending. Even just that way. Like, exactly. I don't think there's any way out of this where she can spin it positively. But I do admire that she does just go blunt with the truth at the end because yeah. Rachel is bad at her job. She knows she's bad at her job. We've seen her be bad at this job at the start of this episode. I mean, she delivered the hot cider, yes. At sometimes you just need to admit that maybe you're not good at a certain task and just deal with it. Yeah. Because that's fair. Like, would you hire me for fitness advice? No. Like, <laughs> no, but, but at the same time, if you, if you did like photography and I hired, you know, someone else for a different reason. I could understand why you'd be upset, but at the same time, I might be like, well, what you do is good, but it's not what I want, and I want to pay someone a lot of money to do something amazing. That's fair. Although, mentioning photography, I don't think there's a skill you could hire me to do that I'd be any worse at. <laughs> like, I can point the camera at things, 
Yes, we, we all know about your slant photography. It looked better. <laughs> so for some context to this comment, <laughs> we went to New York and I was taking photos of things and buildings. And I decided that just having like the building, it was, I think it was the Freedom Tower, hmm. um, just in the middle of the frame and being like completely straight looked boring. So I would just tilt the camera to like a 45 degree angle. So it was, you know, slanted. And I thought it looked much better and much more interesting. You would also add a black and white filter <laughs> to make it more interesting. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it looked cooler, but apparently I was I was in the minority in this, according to the group. <laughs> yep. And my friend's photos of, you know, just, oh, here's a picture in the middle of the frame going up were probably better. <laughs> they weren't better. They've got no taste. But yeah, I, I can understand why Monica's like, you know, I want to pay someone who's a professional and pay them more. Like, I'm not going to give you, Rachel, you know, okay, $10 an hour isn't a lot of money, but I'm not going to give you, like, some money when I'm not getting what I want out of it. Well, yeah. Do you want to risk your dream job on being kind to a friend? Yeah. And most people would want to say yes, they'd say yes. No. But if if I was up for my dream job, dream job and it was a case of, oh, well, do you want this person who doesn't know anything about the industry to help? I'd be mean, like, no, dude, look, stay at home yeah. because you're going to ruin this. Yeah. Like if, if think of the resentment you're going to have is if you, you know, you decide, okay, I'll be nice. You know, Mark, come and help me get my dream job. And then it doesn't happen because you are directly responsible for a, a blunder. I'm be so annoyed at you. Yeah. And like, who knows how, how that would affect friendships. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm with Monica. It's, it's the same with like school sports where you've got the team captains picking out a team. You're always going to pick the best players first because why wouldn't you? That's why I always pick last. Well, yeah. never last. I was always like second to last. I wasn't <laughs> quite last because the like captains, popular kids would like me more than right. the other like i was like there was like the king nerd and then like i was like somewhere in the court so i wasn't the nerdiest kid yeah, in the school so, so ba- basically you wasn't good enough for sport but you was liked yeah it's like right who's the least bad option right we'll take Perro. yeah and then i'd get picked to a team but as long as i wasn't last that was like the social like ha, <laughs> I, I wasn't last I'm never getting passed to <laughs> i may as well not be here but at least i wasn't picked last but uh, yeah, so that's basically, that's where that scene ends and we cook to Russ. But before we go back to Russ, I think it's time for an advert break, don't you, Mark? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Do you want pins and stickers? Because we don't have them. Like a broken keyboard, we're out of control. Check it out. You got Wah Wah Wah, Poet Hojo, how about a No More Whoa? Join us every month or so on the Greenlit Podcast Network. This is Snake. Hey, Snake, it's Sam. Who are you? Sam, from the brand new PlayStation podcast, Polygon Symphonies. Is that so? Yeah, it's a podcast that's exploring the PlayStation library. Impossible. Well, not really. Each week, we take a game, play it, and then we rank it in our grand list of games. Is that right? Yeah, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't mean to sound sarcastic. That's okay. Just check out Polygon Symphonies, the PlayStation podcast from the Greenlit Network. Welcome back to Watching Friends. Hi, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. We were also back with Russ at his apartment. What's he doing, Mark? I don't know. I, I think you're going to have to tell me. He's making out with Bug Lady. Oh, oh, gross. Like That's a weirder sentence. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> yes, <you>? yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess that monkey fights don't have to ruin your evening after all. Like, Celia was obviously like, I'm fine, you monkey nearly clawed my scalp out. Yeah. She must really be into Russ at this point. She must be, right? Because she, she's sitting on the sofa and... Uh, you know, they're getting a bit bit close, aren't they? Now, this is going to sound kind of weird, but bear with me. <laughs> okay. 
I know that. Hang on, hang on, we need the jingle. <laughs> Ryan's tangents. <laughs> Ding. I know that it's a TV show, and nearly everybody cast in this TV show is going to be attractive by any kind, anyone's mm. like, you know, measuring stick. But a lot of the women that Ross goes on dates on in the early seasons are really, really, really cute. Okay. I don't know if I've developed some kind of 90s New York fetish for women where I'm just like, oh, look at the way she's like styled and looked. But I saw Celia and was like, Wait, she's into Russ. So I'm going to mention two things here. Firstly, you're in your 30s now, so maybe they're just more attracted to, to you. Whereas if she was watching this when you was like 16, you'd be like, ugh, they're old. <laughs> That's not a lot of dust. And also, uh, it came out recently, I think, that David Swimmer was like uh, a big proponent of uh, having different diversities for girlfriends in the show. Um, so, you know, we had like Charlie... Uh, Played by Alicia Tyler. She's a great lover. Yep. Um, and I forget her name, who is the voice of Lisa Simpson. Uh, Wendy. Um, so, but like he, he was like, these are the people I want to date. So who knows? Maybe David Swimmer was like, I want Ross to date these women. And was like, <laughs> he was choosing who. That makes it sound like he had a catalogue. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Like may, maybe Ross was like, you know. I, I find these women attractive. I would like to meet them and have Ross date them. <laughs> Here's my collection of headshots. Make them all in the show. <laughs> yep, exactly. Who, who knows, right? I don't know. That makes David from a sound really creepy. It, it, it does a little <laughs> bit, right? But uh, so, Celia's, you know, it's getting a bit hot and heavy in Ross's apartment. Things are going the way Ross definitely wanted him to. But then the plan hits a snag. I, I think everyone needs to sit down for this clip. <laughs> it's definitely one of the most cringe-worthy moments <laughs> yeah. of all time. But uh, rather than talk about it, let's see. What's going on? Talk to me. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> weird thing happened to me on the train this morning. No, 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 no. Talk dirty. <laughs> well, here? <laughs> um, uh, Say something hot. Uh, um, what? Uh, what? <laughs> um, I'm going to jump in there and do it. My joke. My joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think there's lots of friends fans, uh, who, you know, may, maybe, maybe something like this comes up in their own personal life and they will think of this word. <laughs> I really hope not for their sake. I, I think I think they do. Like I'm sure I'm sure I've seen loads of people just be like, "This word is is related to this episode." Even if they don't know what that means, what body part it is, this word. I really hope now, Mark, out there that there are a couple that that met and they're both massive Friends fans and haven't mentioned it because they don't be like, you know, I'm a bit weird about Friends. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. And then when they've got to them like this and someone's just gone vulva <laughs> and in that moment they've realised they're perfect yep. for each other yep. and I don't know, happily married. They are their lobsters, aren't they're they? They're the lobsters. Yeah. Yeah. I like how we go from dark to sentimental on this show. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It got really dark. And they were like, oh, I love stories. But yeah, Ross is clearly uncomfortable. Okay, he's, he's only had the one woman he slept with as far as we know at this point, I guess. Yep, Although that, that changes. Um, so yeah, he's probably never had to talk dirty to to Carol, I guess. Well, yeah, if he if that wasn't something Carol was into, no, you know, he's now got to you know learn what a new partner likes, yeah. and that goes from you know physically to verbally, I guess. And and this is Ross's nerdy side coming out. I mean, he, he's not like oh, you're so hot and attractive. He he goes for uh, uh you know, um, like body parts really. Well, dirty talk's weird <laughs> because it's only ever acceptable in that context. 
Yeah. I guess. <laughs> but but what I find weird is when it comes to so when I'm sending flirtatious text messages, I'm I like language. I'm a right. I'm a bit of a nerd. I can. I'm very good at written dirty talk. That sounds terrible, but you know what I yeah. mean. Like I'm just imagining you just being like. Milady, <laughs> not tipping my fedora and scratching my neck beard, yeah. <laughs> but I'm much better at it when I'm writing it because I've got time to compose. You know what I want to say. Shakespearean sonnet, so although, although, although I guess the modern version. Yeah, <laughs> TikTok. I, sonnet, I, I want to crush your butt. <laughs> but you know, it's but in person, my brain's not thinking about language and sentence structure my brain's thinking about undressing the person in front of me. So in person, it took me a long while to actually develop the skill. I didn't have a Joey. <laughs> I just had myself and had to learn what to do. So it, yeah, it's, I'm kind of with Ross. I, I, I mean, I've never said vulva, but you know, I can, I can kind of feel his pain a little I, bit here. I feel like next time you do say it, you're just going to burst out laughing and ruin the moment. Just, I'll just say vulva. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to get to why it works for Joey, and I, I think it's because he's an actor. And I guess in this situation, like perhaps you maybe do have to become a bit of an actor, which Ross isn't. Well, I, I don't think Joey really sees dirty talk as dirty talk. I think Joey sees dirty talk as an intention. Yeah. Like it's a statement of intent when Joey says it. When Joey tells you he's going to do what he's going to do, he's not trying to turn you on. He's just preparing you for what's going to happen. I, he's, he's thinking out loud of what he's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, oh. <laughs> But still. But uh, unfortunately, Volvo doesn't go down the way. That's an awful choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Russ's dirty talk isn't overly successful. Um, and he and Cecilia, I keep calling her Cecilia, he and Bug Lady just cuddle. That's a win-ish. It's cute. I mean, yeah, he, 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 could, have, he could have gone a lot worse is what I'm saying. I mean, if I was Bug Lady, I'd have laughed it off and carried on. Yeah, like you've gotten this far. Like, if the monkey's pulled your hair out, is Volvo really going to put you off? Like, bit of mixed messages from Celia at this point. I'm thinking. Yeah, at least but to my. At, mind. at the same time, she's probably just he's probably just taking her right out of the mood. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's always a chance to recover. Tell you <laughs> what, I'll say it next time, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what am I listening? What are we all listening to here? Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I, need, I, need the, I need the jingle. Ryan's tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Joey needs an update on how the date went. And Ross of gives him an update. Um, and I guess we should listen to how that goes because it's uh, definitely one of the standout friends moments, to be fair. Definitely. Why not? Come on. Just, just close your eyes and tell me what you'd like to be doing right now. <laughs> Okay, I'm, uh, I'm in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, what else? That's it, I'm in my apartment, you're not there, we're not having this conversation. <laughs> All right, look, I'll start, okay? Joey, please. Come on, come on. All right, ready, look. Oh, Ross. <laughs> you get me so hot, I want your lips on me now. <laughs> huh? <Really? laughs> All right, now you say something. I, uh, I really don't think so. Come on. You like this woman, right? Well, yeah. You want to see her again, right? Sure. Well, if you can't talk dirty to me, how are you going to talk dirty to her? Now tell me you want to caress my butt. <laughs> okay, turn around. I just don't want you staring at me when I'm doing this. All right, all right, all right. I'm not looking. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. 
I want, um, okay, I, I want to feel your hot, soft skin with my lips. There you go. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I, uh, <laughs> I want to take my tongue and... Say it. <laughs> Say it. Run it all over your body until you're <laughs> trembling with, with. Story. You're not gonna believe it. It's okay, it's okay. I was always rooting for you two kids to get together. <laughs> Matt especially is great in this. Yeah. It's, it's just a, say it. <laughs> what, what, comedy aside, it's really sweet. Yeah, well, you can definitely tell he's acting because he, he very quickly puts on like the hot and heavy voice. Mm-hmm. So he's used to this and he's, he's, you know, he could probably like say it while he's like reading a book or whatever, right? Have you uh, got a hot and heavy voice, Mark? Have you got a tone you put on I, when you're going to be seductive? I'm not going to try. I don't think the audience needs to hear that. I, don't, I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon is special. No. Um, no. So, no. I've, uh, Joey definitely sees this as like an, a bit of an acting role. Like, you know, he can he can get into any scene that he wants to. And like, he's, he's going to find a way to, to like, you know, get to his objective, I guess. Yeah, essentially, it's an extension of how you do it. it yes. You know, it's just, this is what I say when I need to say what I need to say. Yes. And we get down to yep. it. And obviously Ross is uncomfortable, but in that clip, which obviously doesn't really really work well on podcasts, is Chandler stepping out quietly mm-hmm. and just listening to them. Now they 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 turn to face away from him, which is a little bit weird, but you know they they kind of sell that. Uh, it's just like classic farce, isn't it? And and amazing because it is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And as Chandler, I would be bringing this up all the time, yep. and Joey wouldn't care. Ross would be deeply mortified. Yeah, I would bring this up. At- Every single opportunity, and no matter how old it got for everyone yeah, else, yes. it would never get old. Like, <laughs> no. I would probably bring this up at the worst possible times. Yeah, like a girl would be chatting to Russ, and I'd be like, "Remember when you wanted to put your trunk all over Joe's body?" And no, no, well, I wouldn't even be like, "I'd be like, so Russ, do you want to crest my butt as well?" <laughs> like you just, and they'd be like, what, "What's going on?" Like, what the hell? But, no, I mean, it's, it's a great scene. It is. What's fun? I find funny. I don't think I'd be that embarrassed by it. Or at least if you did bring it up in public, I'd just explain the story. Yeah. Because then, you know, it's either, it's either going to be funny and the person you're chatting I, to... I don't know. I don't off. know if that's worse. Yeah, I needed to uh, chat to my friend to learn how to dirty talk for women. I'm really good at it now. <laughs> well, I'm pretty open. So I feel like I just... If I was chatting to a girl at a club or, you know, or at a pub or whatever, and then you were like, oh, Ryan, do you want to caress my butt too? <laughs> and she's like, what the hell? I'd be like, oh, I was really nervous after a breakup and yada, 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 I couldn't talk day. So you know, help me out, man. Bros, what bros are for? And then there you go, recover. Okay, that could work. If that could, could work. work. That could work. I don't know, people seem to like honesty. Maybe they just walk off. I guess it, it could very easily transition into, well, tell me how you do it then. And obviously 
snowballs from there, right? You're like, I'm much better at it now. Wink, <laughs> yeah, wink. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's when you go, I'm really sorry, I'm only good at texting it. What's your number? <laughs> yeah, but like, give me 15 minutes to compose a piece. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so you wouldn't be a, hang on, let me just copy this old message. I think this is a good one. Well, I just got like a note saved on my phone, just like, and we'll go for this yeah, one. Yeah, well, you put the effort in, right? You might as well reuse it. That's so romantic, Mark. <laughs> it, 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 it is rotten, it is rotten, but... I'm thinking from from your perspective here. I mean, I can't argue with the logic. I yeah. just feel like part of me is like, well, no, it's terrible. It'd be like giving the the same wedding ring to a different woman, right? Well, yeah, but then what if I go to the same bar and over it? It would just become like the Birmingham version of backpacking through Europe. <laughs> yeah. it's just like, I once knew a guy who told me blah blah blah. Hi there. So I'll start kissing your your neck. <laughs> like, yeah, I heard that story. <laughs> like, yeah, it was this guy who looked like this. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Hang on, why is everyone using my stories? I mean, if it works, feel free. I mean, I would if 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 it was a guarantee, you'd use it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's entirely unromantic, but I think know. I think we should move on. We should move on. Yeah. But thankfully for Chandler, well, not for Chandler, for Joey and Ross, the conversation quickly moves on to the fact that Chandler's old boss keeps calling the apartment, and again. He calls up right at that moment, which is, you know, nicely timed. And he just keeps throwing money at him. I wish I had a boss like that. Tell me about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I quit. Come back for more money. <laughs> you, know, you know what? It'd be exciting to try, right? Just, I quit because I don't want to do that anymore. And, you know, they'll be like, all right, uh, do your month's notice then. And goodbye. And I, like, oh. I've had that happen to me once before. I worked somewhere um, and I'd been there a week. And they made me permanent. I was a temp. And then they made me permanent. And then I got offered a job that was more aligned with what I wanted to do and told them I was going to leave. Um, and they were like, oh, like, what if we you know, make you full-time and permanent? And I was like, no, no, this place is much more into what I want to be into. Like, I'm going to leave. And they're like, just don't make any decisions. Give me two hours. So I'm like, all right. And thinking, like, I don't know what they're going to say. And all I was hired was to basically work on, like, the gaming stand at a general store. Right. And then two hours later... The manager comes back and goes, what if I make you assistant manager? And just offered me the assistant manager job <laughs> after I'd been there like eight days. And I was like, oh my God, like what should I do? And I'm like, that's got, I've gone from temp to permanent to full time <laughs> to assistant manager. And I was like, but I really don't want to come here every day. I'd much rather be at this specialist store. Yeah. Um, so I didn't take the job. Um, well, yeah, because a, a title's fine. If they go, here's a lot of money, that money would have to outweigh your needs to go for something that you're more into. Yeah. Well, it was basically, do I want to stay at a small department that's into what I like or go to an entire store that's the area I like? Mm. I didn't take the job. I went to the new job where I was there for many, many years. Um, but two weeks after that, the company who'd offered me assistant manager went bust. Oh, okay. So I definitely had a lucky escape yeah. there. But that's the only time I've had anything like what happened to Chandler happen to me. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a fancy office, to be fair. No. Uh, especially as like, you know, this, this guy is offering him... Seems like a lot of money. He just keeps on, just keeps upping it. Chandler's like, no, 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 no. Just keeps refusing. I am curious to like what's going on at Chandler's workplace. Is there just no one else qualified? Is always Chandler just that good at his job? Well, yeah, because we don't know what he does apart from the weenus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't even know what a weenus is. Like we just know he inputs numbers. It, yeah, something but, to do with something. And yeah, it's like, but you know, I mean, yay for Chandler. It's nice to see Chandler have a little bit of happiness and joy. For, yeah, especially as he's the guy who sends around the memos. Yeah. <laughs> well, every office, every workplace has got, you know, the person. Has got their own Chandler. Yeah, yes. their own Chandler. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice that this Chandler, because normally the Chandler doesn't get anywhere because, you know, they don't take anything seriously and they always make that joke at the wrong person's expense. Yeah. 
I know I've made jokes at buses expenses before and I've just gone, yeah, I'm not getting that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> totally shouldn't have made that joke. Um, but Chandler's happy. He's going back to work on Monday. And when he goes to work, he takes Phoebe to see the new office. It's a very fancy office. It is. It's a very big office. And Phoebe has one of my favourite jokes. It might be no joke of the episode. We've not got a clip for it. But as she walks in, Phoebe's all, this is so much bigger than a cubicle. This is a cube. Yeah. And I just, hysterics. I love it. So the only thing is that he, he has windows. He doesn't have a great view of the skyline in New York. He's basically got an office building in front of him. Well, the thing is, there aren't many good views of New York from New York. I don't know. I, I've, uh, no, no, you're probably right there because there's a lot of tall buildings all next to each other, right? Yep. The building he's in is uh, really close to the Brooklyn Bridge. So as you're coming down, it's literally on the right-hand side. Like, you can't miss it. So he should have a great view, like, of over, like, Brooklyn and the, the water and everything, but he doesn't. Oh. It's a bit disappointing. He's got a view of a guy peeing in the street. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, all the best views of New York uh, are from Hoboken. Yeah. Which is where yeah, 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 yeah. It's in New Jersey. Yeah, it That's is. right. It oh. is. My adoptive state. But still. But they're enjoying the office and all the fancy perks. But there's one more perk that Chandler really wants to show... To Phoebes. He loves showing off the intercom, and oh, I could imagine he's probably done that more than 20 times by now. What I like is, at what what's appropriate to buzz your assistant for? Uh, if you need to tell them something, like, I wouldn't be like, come in here, because what's there for them to do? I, I, I never had an assistant, so. I mean, if I'm trying to work out the air quiv, am I allowed to ask them to make me tea? I think so, yes. Right, she quit. <laughs> like, like you, you know me well How, like I would just continue the cup would be empty and I'd be like Helen uh, tea please I feel like you'd be like Helen do you fancy a tea and she'd be like yeah I would alright go and make two then I'd probably make the tea to be fair get me out of the office for five minutes yeah <laughs> like, Helen do you want a brew I'll make it <laughs> go chat to the people what if you missed your people from your cubicles this, no, is, this is my brain when he's Mr. Boss Man now. Who cares about those peasants? I was like, I wonder if Chandler misses the people next to him. Because no. it'd be weird. Maybe that's what you just call them on their little phones all day. Yeah. You, I'm in a fancy office of air conditioning. You stay there in your cubicle, <laughs> yeah. smoking into your drawers. But still. But then we leave the office. We leave the office and we go back to the apartment and Wendy is on the phone to Monica and she's bailed on the job. Pretty terrible friend, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, especially given that, you know, they can't be that close. Surely it's just a girl at work. But I'd be pretty peeved. Yeah, because it's like last minute, like, you know this is important to me. I assume I, you know, Monica's probably told her what's going on. Because you can't just be like, hey, I want you to be a waitress at my house. Yeah, and she must trust Wendy enough to tell her that, you know what, I'm applying for a new job and leaving this place. Do you want to help me out? Yeah. So I guess they must know each other to some degree, but it's a very uncool thing to do. But luckily for Monica, she knows another waitress. Yes, she knows a very unsympathetic Rachel. She does know a very unsympathetic Rachel. But uh, maybe Rachel takes some convincing. We should have a listen to that. See what's going on. Wendy! 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 Oh. Who's that? <laughs> Wendy Bales. I, I have no waitress. Oh, that's too bad. Bye-bye. <laughs> $10 an hour. Nope. $12 an hour. 
Vaughn, I wish I could, but I've made plans to walk around. You know, Rachel, when you ran out on your wedding, I was there for you. I put a roof over your head, and if that means nothing to you, $20 an hour. Done. You know what I love about this clip? It's Rachel's face. You can't see it. No. We can't see it. It's a podcast. But Rachel's having fun teasing Monica at the start of, oh, I've got plans to go around and, and do nothing. And then Monica tries to go down the guilt trip route of I was there for you. When she said it, I was like, yeah, line from the theme song. <laughs> like, really. But then she lays the guilt trip on her and Rachel's face kind of switches up a bit. So initially we'd be like, Rachel shouldn't charge her mate for the waitressing. You're doing your mate a favour. Rachel knew what was going on because she's like, clearly, I'm leaving now. But she had nowhere to go. No. But it's like, to me, there's this weird moment where it goes from I'm teasing my friend and saying I'm not going to help. And I wouldn't charge my friend to help out. Okay. But if my friend, while I'm... That would be my intention. I'm, like, I'm just going to tease Mark and pretend I'm not going to help him get his dream job because it's funny. <laughs> and then... Well, you're trying to convince me, I'd be like, no, more teasing, more teasing. But we both know that I'm going to help you. Yeah. But the second you tried to guilt trip me into it, that's when I'd be like, $20. Like, <laughs> you crossing that line into guilt trip territory, I'd be like, no, now nah, I'm getting some out of this. Yeah. You don't need to guilt trip me into it. I was going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I feel like that's what happens to Rachel. Her face suddenly switches where she's like, mm mm, this isn't acceptable. I've gone from teasing you to actually annoyed. Yeah. I think that's why she takes the $20. Yeah. And, you know, more power to her, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, well, I mean, we don't know how long Steve's going to be there at this point. Well, but... he's going to be there for like, what, an hour, two, three, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I somebody said two hours at a minimum. Because yeah. let's face it, if it goes into the second hour, you're getting paid for the yeah. hour. Like yeah. babysitting rules. Yeah. Like, you'd imagine that happens. But once you've got a waitress, you need, you need a manager. You need the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't just have a waitress. It's no, you, need, you need Steve, the restaurant owner. Yeah. And uh, he's, not, he's not far behind, is he, Mark? No, he's not. And he arrives shortly. Hello, Monica. Hello, greet her girl. This is Rachel. Yeah, okay. Mmm, mm, everything smells so delicious. You know, I can't remember a time I smelled such a delicious combination of, of okay, smells. That's well, a lovely apartment. Oh, thank you. Would you like a tour? I, I was just being polite, but all right. <laughs> what? What's up? I in the cab on the way over, Steve blazed up a doobie. <laughs> what? Smoked a joint, you know, lit a bone, weed, hemp, ganja. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, okay, I'm with you, Cheech. Okay. Is it dry in here? <laughs> let me, let me get you some wine. Yeah, I think we're ready for our first course, too. Okay. Um, these are rock shrimp ravioli oh. and a cilantro ponzu sauce with just a touch of minced... <laughs> Ginger. Well, smack my ass and call me Judy. So, yeah, Steve, a.k.a. John Lovitz. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Obviously, it's a podcast, you can't see what's going on, but I guarantee everyone listening recognises his voice... It's such an iconic voice. So yeah, he, he's an actor like we don't really see too much of in the UK. Uh, generally, like bit parts and voiceovers, like in The Simpsons, also The Critic. Uh, he's done films before, so you might recognise him. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely like Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, yeah. which we don't get. So you know, probably more Americanized. But yeah, you you'll know that voice, but you probably won't have seen what he looks like. I guess. 
Weirdly, he looks how he sounds. He does, yes. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> like, does. You were to line up five men, random men and him, and go, whose voice is it? You'd pick him every yeah. time. But the, the weird thing for me that this pointed out was like in season one, it has a lot of guest stars for a show that's barely begun. Mm. Like they, they must have gone all in trying to make this a success because I can't think of any other TV show where pretty much every episode has a guest star. So I suppose, do they count as guest stars? Or are they just like, you know, fancy extras? No, well, I'd say they're guest stars. Like, you know, they, they come out to cheers and applause, right? Yeah, I suppose to the American context with SNL. Yeah. You know, if you're hosting SNL, you're, you're a big deal. Yeah. So. And, and yeah, so I've got to feel like either they saw the first three episodes and was like, this is amazing, which I don't think they felt. Because like TV execs don't ever think that. No. They, they wait to see. Where's is the it, numbers? Is, What's the yeah, numbers? Is it popular? I don't care if it's rubbish. Which is where you say the Big Bang Theory, and you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So like, it's weird. so I'm wondering if like if they planned to have a lot of guest stars in to try and make it popular, or if they knew it was going to be good and was like, "Yep, just get one in straight away." I think you, I, I mean I have no basis for this thought whatsoever, but in my head, I feel like the writers were probably known around New York as comedy writers and just probably knew lots of people. Probably yeah, so to, I, to help them. Get the new show going, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you know, we're working on a show. Do you want to be in an episode? And they go, I mean, if you know someone, and we're like, you know, say for instance, another podcast, we're like, oh, do you guys want to come on our podcast with Sly? And we probably go, yeah, Ryan, just because we know them. Yep. Wouldn't be anything more than, yeah, sure, well, I'll help out with the people I know. It might be fun for an afternoon. Of course, if you do have a podcast and would like us, we are $20 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot in that, that clip, to be fair, to unpack. Uh, Steve's quite rude. To Rachel. He is. Um, or greeting girl. <laughs> greeting she's now. Yeah. And then I love that Phoebe explains to Rachel that Steve got high on the way over here. And it, it's you see how Phoebe views Rachel for a tiny glimpse in this part where Rachel's like, what? And she's not asking, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. She's like an expression of shock and like, how does that happen? And then Phoebe lists off like several synonyms for getting high. Yeah. Because she's like, Rachel doesn't understand. She's like a posh rich girl and yeah. I'm Phoebe from the streets. And it's this really slight moment I really enjoy in this episode where it's like, <laughs> I'm with your cheats. So clearly Rachel is clued up and knows what's going on. Although you have to wonder why Phoebe wasn't the waitress really because what she got to do, just put the plate from the, not even probably from the oven, right? Because Monica is like sitting him right next to the oven mm. and Monica would take it out. So why not just have Phoebe just sitting there? Because Phoebe's Phoebe. And... Even though she might be friends with Steve, she's bound to say something weird. She's going to make yummy noises. She's just going to make yummy <laughs> noises, to be fair. Uh, he also, obviously, because he's high, we have the whole kind of cliche, he's got the munchies because he smokes some pot, and he devours the entire first course that Monica offers him immediately. Well, they are, they are like a, an amoosh-boosh. Yeah, weird. Do you know, we were talking earlier about how moosing food just seems <laughs> yeah. like unnecessarily complicated for food things. It's the same with these like tiny... Pre-appetizers, like, yeah. Like, like, what, like, no, what is this? Like, It's like having like uh, a mini cheddar, which is a, a small baked, you know, it's not a biscuit, it's a, it's a crisp, isn't it? No, crackery. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like having one of those going, mmm, yum, I could really do with like a dinner now. <laughs> yeah, I tasted that tiny scrap of food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't get it. We're, we're not fancy here. We're not fancy now. Um, uh, but may, he, Maybe if we, we charge $40 an hour, we could. We can get some fancy We could food. afford fancy <laughs> <laughs> and then he eats it and he enjoys it I mean smack my ass and call me Judy is a pretty big compliment <laughs> for your dish to be fair <laughs> but then he goes on a little hunt doesn't he Mark because yeah, he's, he's got the munchies he's, he's, got, he's hungry which I, I love it's one of those weird weird drug related jokes where it's like people that get stoned have the munchies yeah. and I'm like well only only weed really oh, you, oh, if, yeah. you was on, if you was on coke you don't no, start, you start going for munchies but it. I find it, it like 
it wouldn't happen this quick. How long was that taxi ride? Um, maybe. Like, New York is pretty slow to get around. Yeah, Give him like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But either way, doesn't matter. For the, for the important part of the episode, is he's hungry and he wants a snack. And he's not willing to wait the eight and a half minutes. For some tartlets. For some tartlets. <laughs> which sound disgusting. <laughs> Onion tartlets. Like, what, uh, Monica? Yeah, no. Just, Monica's not getting this job so far, if I'm Steve, <laughs> because their menu sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> the portions are yeah, tiny. Who the hell? Like, like, this is the same with, like, airplane food and, for me, weddings. Like, I don't go somewhere and go, ooh, there's that thing I've never, ever heard of or ever ordered. Like, I'm not going to have, you know, salmon mousse and tartlets, like, onion tartlets. Like, no. Like, get, just give me a burger. Some, something I'm familiar with. I went to a wedding once, and there wasn't a... A proper sit-down menu. There was a bit of a buffet um, and a hog roast. Right. And I was like, yes, these people know they're guests. Potentially, because generally, like buffets like that are, are cheap. Which like lots of potatoes in tins that you kind of scoop out. Yeah. Uh, some cranberries mm-hmm. and uh, just random other little uh, little pizzas, which are clearly like the frozen ones that are not very good. Yeah. There were some of those like this, you know, ham sandwiches cut into triangles. Yep. Uh, tuna crust sandwiches. Although, although they won't be ham sandwiches, they'll be ham sandwiches with probably like mayo in and some other things that you don't want in a ham sandwich. Yeah, like this again, Ryan's tangents. So when you go for <laughs> afternoon tea, yeah. I should love afternoon tea. <laughs> why did you change your voice then? Because it's afternoon tea, and that's why I should. <laughs> you love put it. on the proper British like accent. There. Like, I should love afternoon. One tea. should love, love afternoon yes. tea. Yes, but I always go to afternoon, and I get taken to afternoon tea quite a lot. Like people I know seem to think. Ryan would love afternoon tea. Yeah. I'll take him for afternoon tea. Always around my birthday as well. Well, you do wear fedora, so... Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> but I get there, and the tea's great, and I look, the, the sandwiches arrive, and they're always the same, and I'm like, I oh, like 90% of these sandwiches. They're all tiny and small. I'm like, you know, cut me a real slice. And I'm just like, what, what is this? I just don't get it. Yeah. Again, we're not fancy here. No. No. Bur- burger, chicken with medium Nando sauce, hot for you, I guess. Yep. It's sorted. Uh, yeah, done. Make make it simple and easy. But Steve's not got any of this. Steve's no. just had his amouche-bouche, and he's on the hunt for more food. He's going for something even easier, isn't he? We'll see what he looks for. Give me the gummy bears. I, no. <laughs> Give them to me. All right, well, share. No. Give me the bears. Well, then you can't no. have any. Give them to me. No. Oh, 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 bears overboard. They're, they're drowning. <laughs> Hey, fellas, grab onto a sugar roll. Save yourself. Help! 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 That's it. No. Okay, dinner is over. What? What? Why? Why? It's just that I've waited seven years for an opportunity like this, and you can't even wait four and a half minutes for a stupid onion tartlet? Hey. I love the confusion and pain. In Stephen's why, when Dennis, he's like, why? He's just so hurt. Well, because you can't, I can't tell if he's just like high and being silly, or if he actually is like kind of believing some of this. I think like he's just impulsive and high, so he's just he's doing what he needs to do. Like there's, well, it's it's more the bear overboard bit where it's like, is he like getting a bit too invested? Because because he's like very very high, high, or is he just being silly? I'm happy either way. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I watch great. it. I watch it all day long. Like this is the part where he's hold, holding some mac and cheese 
You saw the clip, mm-hmm. which he then drops to distract Monica <laughs> yeah. so he can swipe the gummy bears into <laughs> his jacket. And he's just like, hmm. And he just puts his facial expression. And I'm howling the entire time. And then the bears overboard. Like the whole thing, the whole scene. He steals the episode. He's a great actor for this sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, his comedic facial expressions just, just win me over immediately. Um, why isn't he in every episode from now on? Why haven't we replaced Ross with, with well, well I, I said this off air to you like he's he's fine in like little sketches like this but he he is in a film that i've seen called high school high which is about him being a, a high school teacher and they're they're rough kids but he's going to teach them how to to be good and two hours of him kind of wears thin quite quickly and he can't you, you can't keep up that pace right so li- little scenes like this are fine if he was in every episode you'd probably tire of the jokes very quickly maybe I don't know, I'll have to watch it and see. Maybe I'll just be in hysterics for two hours and adore him the entire Potentially, time. Potentially, yes. Potentially. But uh, dinner is over and uh, Steve goes away. But it's not the last we'll see of Steve. <laughs> no, no. Like, like many Friends actors, they come back and they don't quite tell you if they're coming back as the same person and we know this or if they're just like, oh, we'll, we'll cast them. They're, 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 they're great. Yeah. And- when he popped up, I was like, wait a minute. You're him, but are you him or are you you again, if that makes sense? Yeah, but because he, he sees Rachel again, but Rachel doesn't seem to recognise seeing him. No, uh, I don't feel like you. I wouldn't forget, oh, Matt, Bear's no. overboard. I feel like that would stay with me for <laughs> yeah. a while. I'll be like, you're the guy who gets high. Yep. yep. But still. But dinner's over. It hasn't gone well. And then the whole gang are at Central Park. Consoling Monica, you know. She had, she had this big, grand, $20 an hour plan. It hasn't gone the way she well, wanted it to. Yeah, she she kind of ended the interview, didn't she? Well, I guess, I guess she would. I mean, she's a little bit of a stress head, to be fair. We know it's Monica. She's she's wacky this way. I feel like you could have carried on and just got the job. Yeah, but do you really want to work for a boss like this? I mean, if he leaves you to it, yeah. Yeah, but he might not. He might just turn up high every night and start putting stuff in. <laughs> g- g- gummy bears in your tartlets <laughs> and stuff, right? Can you imagine? <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, they're all living it. And then... They're all there. They're all chilling at Central Park. But Ross wants some coffee. And we've established that if you want anything, don't ask Rachel. You'll get a pencil in it. So he gets up and goes behind the counter. What the hell? Yeah, that's a bit too familiar, isn't it? Yeah, look, I know they're there all the time. And then obviously Joey follows him to get some gossip on how the dirty talking went. But forget the dirty talking for a minute. How dare you just go behind the counter, Ross? They, they, They do this a lot. Like They asked for like the egg and just got an egg. They use the phone all the time that's on the counter for their, you know, international calls and whatever else. They do, they do a lot where I'd be like, hang on, like, yes, you're, you're a good customer of ours, but no, no, not behind the counter. Yeah, and none of the staff even remotely react or respond. Nothing happens. No. If I was at work and some regular was just like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Hi there, can I help you? Yeah, like, first off, this is rude. Or if I'm going to approach you, you probably would, like you said, I'd be like, hi there, Mr. Geller, how can I help? Yeah. Because they clearly know his name. Yeah. So you're always like, <laughs> he's the dinosaur guy. Yeah, but like, are you lost? Like, there'd be some <laughs> kind of reaction from me. You're either going to get like next level customer service yeah. or a sassy response. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get one or the other. Um, but Ross does explain to Joey how amazing he suddenly is at dirty talk. But he, he sounds like you with uh, you know Shakespearean sonnets going going off everywhere. I mean, <laughs> let's play the clip and then we can get into me and my Shakespeare afterwards. So uh, how'd it go with Celia? Oh, uh, I was unbelievable. All right, Ross. <laughs> How's the James Mishner of Dirty Talk? <laughs> it was the most elaborate filth you have 
ever heard. I mean, there were characters, plot lines, <laughs> themes, a motif. At, at one point, there were villagers. <laughs> oh, and, uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> Well, um, you know, by the time we finished with all the dirty talk, it was kind of late, and we were both kind of exhausted, so, um... You cuddled. Yeah, which was nice. <laughs> so before we get into this, you, the audience... Do you want Ryan to read out one of his dirty messages <laughs> as, as, as like a special bonus episode? If you do, uh, you know where to write to us at. Because, you know, I want to see if he can compete with uh, James Mishner. Can, can we not have Ryan's dirty messages sound like it's a, a thing or a common occurrence? Though? <laughs> I think you've already made, made it pretty clear that you think very long and deeply about what you write. <laughs> I put thought into it. It's not like an essay. Oh, well, that's what you make it sound like. So I, not... I want to see how you compare with, with Ross, really. Or James Michener. Yeah. Whose name I'd never heard of, so I had to Google him. Yep. Because, again, he's an American author, apparently, who wrote over 40 books and was renowned for his meticulous research. <laughs> Which I think uh, you're competing against very well with your, your research that you probably do. Uh, I don't think I've got a Wikipedia entry, which is where I found this information. Right, okay. <laughs> There's no, oh, that's good if it now, isn't there? Are you going to go on Wikipedia tonight? But Ryan Power is renowned for his meticulous, dirty text messages. Yeah. <laughs> All the research you put in to find those words. I mean, you know, you you got to play to your audience. <laughs> Um, why is Ross bringing other people into the dirty talk? Yeah, it's weird. There were villagers at one point. Why? Yeah. What were you doing to them? What were they doing? What are they watching? Like, I almost want to hear Ross's dirty talk at this point. It, it sounds like one of your tangents, doesn't it? Where he's like, and I was caressing you softly as the the poor the poor chapel's wife came came along with a with a pail. And why, why are you going off down there? Yeah, I can imagine, like, you know, midway through, she's unbuttoning Russ's jeans. And it's like, oh, wait, I haven't finished that boy's character arc. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, just, he forgets what the end goal is. Yep. It just carries on. Um, which, which clearly is what happened. Because, you know, it, it got late and they just cuddled. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's some getting old. But you can't, you know, can't pass it from cuddling. No, but at the same time, like, there's got to be a point where she's like, okay, shut up now, you know. Yeah, because... The monkey's almost pulled her hair out. The vulva happened. Yep. And she's still seeing Ross. But and, and this story sounds absolutely amazing, so she must have been, you know, overwhelmed by it. But again, at some point she's gonna be like, Okay, Ross, you've told your story. I'm I'm you know, I'm there. Yeah, like make up your mind, love. You said you wanted dirty talk. You've yeah. been given an epic yarn of dirty talk. Yeah. What's going on? Yep. Just I don't know, weird. But again, it's Ross. So. Yeah, I, I feel like he, from his perspective, it was amazing because we don't ever see or hear about her again. No. So maybe she was put off by the villagers. It's true. Weirdly, what I found there's in the, we'll discuss it next episode in more depth, I suppose. But there's a line from Ross where he says, "You don't dip your pen in the company ink." Yeah. And I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I mean, technically, no pen dipping happened because if he's elaborate dirty talk, yeah. but hypocrite much? Yeah. Yeah. Carry on, but uh. Chandler's not here. He's quite noticeably missing from Central Park at this point. Everyone's trying to wonder, where is Chandler? Yeah, so we just cut to him. Uh, he's stressing about his weenus. <laughs> I love the joy you say that word every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, because I, cause I know, I know like, anyone else would just be like, huh? Whereas you, you're like, you're, you're anticipating me saying it. But, like, like right now, you look on your face, you, you want me to just go weenus again. Because it makes you look so happy, <laughs> like you look overjoyed. Like, like you were talking with a straight face and as you got closer to the word weenus, your face just sort of creased into a smile. And you're like, weenus. I think, I think it's just, you know, 
Chandler enjoys saying it as well, right? It's a, it's a childish word. Chandler, Chandler. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get from that. Pretty much, right? But uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, and he's not happy. He's not happy. He's not happy with you know, Fran and the figures. If my boss called me and was like, I'm not happy with it, I'm like, I went home. I can wait. I, I wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm on shift. Then what are you calling me? Like I said earlier, it, it's a, such an abstract thing of just these numbers and they've got to be right. It's like, is it that important? Like, how does it change things? Because they're just numbers. We've both worked sales-based retail. Yeah. And when you're on the kind of the bottom end of those numbers, you know, the people actually producing the numbers, yeah. you kind of do disconnect a little bit. Well, even, even in retail where, you know, your, your manager there's counting up the till and you have to stay there while they count up the till for security and other reasons. And they're like, the till is down by £20. All right, what do you want me to do about that? And they're like, we're going to go through this and check every transaction. And you're like... Does it matter? Like, the money's there. It's fine. There's just, like, I've just typed something in wrong. Like, obviously, it matters, right? Yeah. But as, as, a, as a lowly employee, you're like, you, you solve out the issue. I'm going home. I'm I not want, paid for this. I once worked at a place that had a really old till system. So if that was ever down, we'd have to print off a summary of all the transactions. But the receipt printers couldn't handle more than, like, 40 lines of text. And it would just turn into jumbled like code right afterwards so you'd, you'd basically have to print it off in stages so it would take you like two hours to print up we wouldn't i'm exaggerating take yeah. about 20 minutes to print off all the receipts for the day and i'd just be like no let's just not bother if it balances the end of the week fine if it doesn't yeah. we'll worry about it then and i i wonder if this company is still using those tools yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean for the, I mean, for the most time, though, but it was, they always get really stressed. I always find it's weird when people are cashing up. Like, I've cashed up many a time. Yeah. And I wasn't stressed until I looked into it and couldn't find an answer. There's no point stressing, because nine times out of ten, you're just going to be someone hit card instead of cash. Yeah, it's not because the the employee is, like, pocketed a 20 or, you know, it's, it's done something like that. It's, it's generally either a mistake in the till where they've moved it between tills for whatever reason, or they've picked up a wrong note, perhaps... Or generally, they've just typed it in on the till wrong. Although I did, I did have a friend that once who worked in games-based retail and they gave away a console. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, we work, people worked for the same company. They sold insurance for the console and assumed that you wouldn't be able to sell the insurance for the console without, it in fact, adding the console to the sale. And how does it know to add this one console? Like, was the insurance specific? Yeah, it would be like oh, okay, so, in, so. insurance for Nintendo Wii. Right. And then you'd be like, but they assumed that if they scanned insurance for Nintendo Wii, it would also apply a Nintendo Wii to the till. Well, it, it probably shouldn't add it to the till, but it should go, hey, you have to add this product yeah, that's like, related to it. Why haven't you scanned yeah. the console? Like, you know, what's the seal number or whatever? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the disc till system wasn't particularly advanced. But anyway, you'd at least think that they'd notice that the cost... The combined total so far is less than the cost of the machine. Yeah. But they hadn't. And off the person went with their brand new Wii console at the height of its popularity with a bunch of software and accessories. Because if you were scanning in a bunch of products, yeah, one could get missed and you wouldn't notice because the total is kind of there. Yeah. If you're missing a few hundred pounds off your total, you should notice that. Yeah. I mean, if the the total of what you're putting through is less than the console by itself, you should probably have noticed something's happening. I I would have loved to be in that customer because they would be like, oh, it's uh, £2, please. Sure. And you'd be there just going, how long are they going to not twig as you walk out the store somehow? Yeah, you'd just be praying about don't notice. Don't notice. I mean, I wasn't happy and neither was the manager because I'd vouched for this person. Like the entire interview process, I was like, this person should get a job. This person, to the point where halfway through the interview, my boss looked at me and went, 
if I give them a job, will you shut up? They're, like, they're amazing. And I was like, yes. And I shut up and they gave him a job. But yeah, they weren't getting kept on after that happened. <laughs> but I just got a look. <laughs> just like, really? Yeah. And I was like, I can't defend it. No. It happened. But what you can defend is how funny this episode is. It is. It is very it's, funny. It's, we, we, we get the the, ven- uh, the weenus, the vulva. The vulva. We get John Lovitz. He's amazing. I love him. Bears overboard. Yep. Uh, you know, we, we have a lo- lot of good stuff here. Uh, Phoebe being great. She's always great. She's adorable. But yeah, this episode is, it's so thick and fast. I mean, we haven't even covered all the jokes because we'd be here for a week. Yeah. But like every other line in this episode is a joke and it's 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 fantastic. Yeah. I, I can't really add anything more to this. It's, it's a great episode. So I hope you listeners really enjoy this episode too. Yeah. And if you haven't watched this episode recently, go watch it now because yeah. you won't regret it. No. No, it's, it's, I don't know if it's in like top 10. We'll, we'll have to do that in a few years time once we've figured it out, once we've gone through everything. That's just a daunting idea. It is, which, right. Yeah, but... It, especially it, as I invent five seasons every now and then. <laughs> yes, you, you do. But, but no, it's, it's a great episode. There's no down points in it. And there's a lot of funny jokes there, especially with, with Friends fans, that you could just go up to a Friends fan and just go, Volva, and they go, ah, I get it. Whereas anyone who's not a Friends fan will just go... Probably getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Why are you saying this? <laughs> I just, I just can't imagine walking up to someone in the street and going, how's my weenus? It's just like... Oh, just, just, just go up to someone and just go, Fran, I'm not happy about the weenus. <laughs> it's just like, okay, and then slowly back away. Yep. Well, I guess on that note, I guess we should sign off before, yeah, I guess before we people think we're any weirder. Yep, I guess we should. Where else can we find you, Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as the Fuzzballs, and you can find me there on Facebook and Instagram because I have a website called Fuzzballs.co where I draw little cute animals as uh, kawaii things. They're video game themed and geek themed and pop culture themed. Uh, I'm really doing a bad job of selling this, but go and check it out. It's fun. I guess the website and I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, as always, find me on GameHype.co.uk. And our loving listeners, Mark, they know where we are. But if they want to tell their friends where to find us, where can they find us? So you can find us on all good podcasting places like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, basically. Uh, so check us out there. You can find us on our website. Hit that is, share button. Do, do you know what our website is, Ryan? Illuminate me, Mark. <laughs> okay, he doesn't remember. Uh, it's watchingfriends.com. Uh, yep, yeah, write to us. We want to, we want to read out your comments and you know musings and whatever else, right? We want, to, we want to interact with you. We want to be your friends. Especially if you've got more trivia for us. Yes, we want trivia. We want facts. We want your opinions. Write to us. Because you're, you're guaranteed to get rid out at this point because no one's writing to us. <laughs> so, so we're going to... And we've got quite a few listeners no, now. There's, there's, there's many, many people writing to us and we, we select our favourites. <laughs> Which is none, none of them. Because they all tell us how terrible we are. We select our favourites. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you can also find us on the social medias, can't you, Ryan? Yeah, watch Friends Pod on Twitter. Hey, got it. I know uh, some of them. Yep. So uh, Ryan posts memes there most days. Yep. So, you know, it's worth just following along. You know, that's a good way to interact with us. Just read all the funny friends memes. Yeah, why not? So, I think that's it, isn't it? It is. Cheerio. We'll see you next episode. Yep. See you next Friday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.